With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. beyond what I had ever 
experienced anywhere in my lifetime. And I had just finished the book uh, by Abraham. Abraham it was uh, what, oh, God, and I forget her name, but there was a whole series of Abraham books and tapes and videos about a woman who was channeling spirits uh, in their entity. They presented her, themselves to her as Abraham. And she and her husband would go around, oh, wait a minute, we have, oh, we have, don't tell me, I have you, Linda. Hey, Tom. <laughs> Fantastic. My bad, I was uh, out this morning early for a Sunday, and I was uh, doing some errands, and then neighbors had invited us over for a uh, an open house, and uh, I thought the time was an hour earlier than it is, but thank God we still connected. How are you? Great. I'm just doing great. Good. I was just setting up the uh, story of how we uh, connected. What What is um, the gal who channels Abraham? What is her name? Um, uh, with, yeah, whatever. It's not important, but the law of attraction. Uh, <clears throat> she, you know, she and her husband, Jerry. Jerry was his name. And I'll think of her name in a minute. But I was trying, I was filling in the audiences to our initial connection. But rather than, why don't you give your side of it, and then I'll give my side of it. Okay, You sure. remember that, please. Go I ahead. absolutely do. So um, it's probably six or seven years ago, and I was attending an evening event um, of a business conference in Boston. And the show was hilarious. It was a little edgy. Um but it was even funnier since the audience was made up of really serious banking executives. Um, so after the performance, I stopped over to the table where the comedian was enjoying his dinner, you know, just to share how much I enjoyed the event. Um, and it was clear uh, within about two minutes that, uh, you know, I had just met somebody that would be, you know, a key part of my life. So uh, that's that's what I remember, Tom. <laughs> and I remember, first of all, uh being totally stressed out about the evening because I knew, first of all, I knew that the venue wouldn't be the optimum for stand-up comedy. Uh, it was this wide open atrium at this beautiful courthouse that uh, the government decided to spend millions on in right in the waterfront of Boston so that the the judges, you know, Whitey Bulger was just <laughs> tried there. <laughs> and when he got out of, you know, when he made his visits from prison to be uh, tried, he uh, was tried in the, one of the most beautiful settings you can imagine in North America. And so I knew it would be difficult. And also, as Linda uh, referred to, it was a group that I was not anxious to entertain. It was a bunch of bankers. Uh, internet. Actually, it was a software company that sold software to the financial segment. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that you know, if you can imagine, audience, that um, you know, we don't always look at bankers as being you know a real fun job. Although I have to admit they were, and I was shocked to find out that there were so many uh, foreigners there that night. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and as I was walking over, I, you know, I remember just saying, Tom, put yourself, don't think negative, don't think negative, just think positive, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, I was just explaining that I was real heavy. It was Jerry and Esther. Um, and, yep. uh, again, I, the last name will come back to me, but I was really big into the law of attraction and was finding that there was all kinds of synchronicity. But I had a question uh, that I 
was part it was gnawing at me until even to this day is was I creating it or was something else creating it and so I finished my show and it went I couldn't believe how you know by shifting my attitude or whatever the the cause and effect was there was a great time you're right it was a blast I not only had a blast but they had a blast and you're right I got a little edgy and uh, and so people kept coming up to me and I was starving, and I couldn't get a second to go over to the food. <laughs> and I finally broke away, and I found out I went to the furthest. Now this is what makes the story to me so fascinating. I went to the furthest point I could to be away from people and try to sneak around a little corner to eat. And here comes this very attractive woman, and she's totally broken away from the crowd. And comes up, and you, you were you, you were so gracious. You said to me, you know, it was a great show, blah blah blah. And then, um, you know, I was honored that you did do that. So I asked you, started asking you questions, how long you'd been with the company. And from my side, if, see if you remember the conversation, I said, geez, how long have you been with the company? And, I, and she said, you know, about 25 years, I think, right at that time. Yep. Yeah, and I said, uh, so you you know, do you uh, obviously you must enjoy it? And she, you said to me. Well, yeah, but the culture is a little, my culture and their culture are a little bit different. They come from a uh, an, an attitude or culture of scarcity, and I come from a, a viewpoint of abundance. Is this coming back to you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I said something like, oh, law of attraction. And I think you said Jerry and Esther. Is it Phillips, the last name? Um, I said Jerry and Esther. And you said, oh, yeah, I know that book. Now, come on, folks. I'm at a bankers meeting of bankers, financial people. And the one person who ventures away from the pack to come up and talk to me <laughs> is fitting totally into this theory of the law of attraction, of vibrating at the same uh, wavelength. Right, Linda? Yeah, and one thing that was also kind of funny about our conversation was you gave me one of your Beantown pals, you know, just in the conversation. And, you know, I said, you know, I've met your Bean, you know, and you kind of looked at me like, what do you mean you've met my Bean? And, you know, I was telling the story that months earlier I was on Newbury Street um, across from the Johnny Cupcakes fact, uh, store, and right. the bean was a part of this grand opening. And so when, you know, you started to talk about the bean, it was just interesting that, you know, I had already known about your bean. So, again, this was months before, and now I'm meeting you, you know, in person. Right, exactly. And I have a story that will really top the charts in a few moments. And so I said, first of all, I'm sitting with my mouth open like, Wow, you know, it wasn't easy for you to approach me. You had to walk by. You had first of all, you had to leave the whole group. Secondly, you had to walk by. I don't know how many empty tables, and there you were. And I said, "Gee, you know about this book, The Law of Attraction?" You said, "Yeah, of course." And and I posed a question to you. I said, "Geez, I'm struggling with the whole thing because I don't know if I'm creating or something else is." And you said to me, "Do you remember?" I do, I do. Yeah, we talked about me? the fact, yeah, that uh, that we co-created, right? <laughs> and I was totally blown away that uh, here I have this 
question that's bothering you, the spiritual question, the soul-searching question, <laughs> and it's been bothering me for weeks. And I go to a banker's event, <clears throat> and a woman comes up who has written. Now, come on, folks. Again, try to try to. People say, "Oh, it's a small world, and things happen. It's and it's chance, and it's." But you and I both know, Linda, there is no chances. There are no accidents. It's all meant to be. And uh, this woman is teaching me that segment of the, the piece of the puzzle that I don't comprehend. And I, I think I said, your co-creation? And then you said, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, tell me more. And you did. We went on. <laughs> you know, again, if you think of it, I mean, this is a scene out of a movie, two strangers uh, connecting that have read the same book, one who has need for an answer and the, the the person who approached him starts to <laughs> clarify the points he doesn't understand and has also met his creation, <laughs> the bean. Uh, so, and, and since then, it's just been a wonderful friendship and um, a, a, a journey, a spiritual journey for both of us, right? Right, right. You know, I... Uh, I, I I think of, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, because we're like, you know, two wanderers trying to, and you are certainly a wanderer these days. You just got back from Peru. I did. Yeah, and, and the last trek was, was, was it India or Nepal or Tibet? Yep, or, I, I did a, yeah, I did a uh, adventure, a two-week adventure in the Himalayas, so up okay. in uh, northern India. Fantastic. And, you know, what you, people, what you have to understand is I'm not talking to a, a lady who owns an ashram or a yoga pr- practitioner or um, some kind of energy healer, although I know you can do some of those things, Linda, but I'm talking to a pretty savvy, real hardcore corporate type here, uh, very knowledgeable about all things that are relevant and pertinent to today in terms of marketing and sales and branding. Am I right? Right, right. I worked for, what, uh, what were you uh, doing for the company. bank? What was your position? I think it was in well, something to do with human resources. Yeah, actually, at the time, I was I was actually working as a software company, um, and I led their uh, global services division. So my job was to make sure that when customers had trouble with the software, that my team you know, would take care of them. Yeah, so <laughs> we're not talking somebody who, um, you know, goes into the lotus position um, and kind of floats around the universe all day long. You're a hard, and, you know, nuts and bolts, hard, hardly hardwired woman who can uh, make her way in the business world, be pragmatic, solve day-to-day problems, and yet, uh, like me and probably some of the listeners that uh, tune into these spiritual shows. You know, I think we're – I don't know how much choice is really involved in this except the fact that we get these aha moments along the, the, the you know, life's journey that catch our attention and we get drawn deeper and deeper into the spiritual side. And Is that your take on it, Linda? Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, how do these adventures, you know, come into your life? Because uh, I've actually traveled, you know, to a lot of really interesting places – and, you know, to be quite honest, you know, the the adventures find me. You know, it's one of those deals like this adventure in Peru. <laughs> yep. Really, I was sitting on a tour bus in in Paris. I had just arrived. Um, 
and on the seat was a one-page flyer about this adventure in Peru. And the minute that I saw it, you know, I knew, you know, I was supposed to go to Peru. <laughs> That's a great point, you know. I mean, <laughs> as you know, as as you know, and as I've I've made it no secret, I've never been in such a financial strait as my life because. An adventure found me in the bean. I didn't go looking for that little guy. You know, he totally came charging into my life. And and some of the subsequent events along the way that were, I can only label as miraculous, uh, drew me in to the point where I had to follow that dream all the way through, and no matter what the cost. And, you know, and I've paid a, a very dear um, physical or material or monetary cost but spiritually, what I've gained on the other side has, has been incredible. Now, you, one of the things that, and this is the point I'm trying to reach, a turn, you reached a turning point in your life when you were really sent for a tailspin. Absolutely. You remember when yeah, you, were, so, you called me one day and you said, wow. Yep, I had, had worked for this company, as Tom said, you know, for, I basically grew up at this company, and, you know, one day, you know, I come in and they said, you know, it's been a great time, uh, but you're out of here. And so, you know, I came home and, you know, I spent a little time pondering and then I immediately thought, and Tom and I hadn't talked, you know, it probably was maybe a year. And I, you know, picked up the phone and called Tom and I said, hey, you know, this is uh, Linda and, um, you know, I've lost my job and I'm struggling, you know, and was I said I'm not sure if you remember me and I tried you know and Tom was like remember you I mean it was an instant it was like okay this is this is going to be a good conversation and you know we probably talked you know for a couple hours that day and you know I was taking copious notes of you know just the perspective that you know this adventure you know was done with this company which was fine but now what was I going to do next right and. I kept, I, from my re- recollection, I kept, kept, which, which is, and I think this is the the path and one of the things I'm trying to accomplish with this series of calls about spirituality is there's not enough people about talking about that point when you get taken to the ledge as you were that day. I mean, I mean, it must have been totally shattering emotionally. You know, this is, I mean, because you, you, even though I, I, you explained the difference in cultures, you were really loyal to that group. Oh, exactly. I mean, I had I had been there, you know, my friends, you know, my network, it, it, it was who I was. And so the idea of, you know, showing up, you know, in a new day without those connections. Um, and one of the things that at the time I was really focused on was, okay, how do I find my next adventure, right? Let's get on it, you know, let's have a plan, and let's work the plan. And and that's actually, you know, what Tom and I spent quite a bit of time talking about, right? Because I thought it was my plan, right? And <laughs> in our conversation, you know, there's a few things, you know, that we talked about that, again, to this day, I probably share you know, at least once a week with people is really you're going to let your own imagination. I know you're probably really creative, but you're going to let your own imagination come up with what your next adventure is. You know, why won't you turn it over? I mean, really, when you think of, you know, the Himalayas and the Grand Canyon and, and you know, the, the some of the miracles that you've experienced, 
why won't you just be able to turn it over? And and the other thing that, you know, it really boiled down to that time was a mantra that says, thy will be done, meaning that, I mean, you're just supposed to show up and listen, right? And so, right? Yeah, and those are the things that, that I carry with me from that conversation, you know, to now. And, again, as I said, it was six or seven years ago. Yeah, you know, you're jumping as I had. You know, I think, you know, people say to me, well, would you do it all over again? Because now you have nothing. <clears throat> and I don't know have nothing. I have, I'm in, I have less than nothing. I'm in debt. And uh, I say, well, the thing that I've gained through all of this is what spiritually I have gained uh, can't be measured in terms of, it's you know well it really I think one of the things I said that day I was going through the Course in Miracles at that time and I you know the Course in Miracles says two things and uh, basically there's only two choices and you know what those are right Linda right what are they tell the people <laughs> see how see how good a teacher I was that day oh sure Tom I don't have those notes right in front of me <laughs> okay love or fear right remember there's only two choices love or fear and you know, when you get in a moment that, you know, every, I don't know if everybody, but a lot of people somehow get, I don't know if they're blessed or not, what you'd call it, but they're, they're spared those traumatic experiences of being fired uh, or let go, however they want to, whatever aphorism they want to use. But you were, you know, it, it was more than the money. It was more than just being able to make a living. It was, that was your family, right? Absolutely. That was your support system. And you're cut loose. And so all of the tailspin that goes with that, and what I was saying is exactly right, is that, and the second thing from the Course in Miracles is um, there's only always, 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 there's only one problem, that's separation from your source. Now, whatever you want to call your source, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it, some people want to call it the universe, some people call it soul, the force, whatever. But once you start going off as you were that day I was listening to you which is the pragmatic side of you which works very well in the, the everyday world right to, to plan right. right and now we're dealing with a spiritual I mean a, a life crisis you know where does the rest of the life and I said you're right how can your imagination possibly come up with all of the possibilities that might come your way and it was a giant leap for you that day, because you're right, you were not only spinning from the emotional side, but you were trying to absorb this this wacky guy in, in Boston trying to tell you to relax. <laughs> well, so was, how, was was the, how was the perspective on your side? I mean, you, yeah, but you... Well, and- yeah, I mean, what, what it was—it was a defining moment, and and we'd had conversations, you know, a few different times, you know, through those years, and and so then this, you know, job, you know, went away, and and what was quite interesting then is a new job, you know, came along, you know, literally right away, um, attracted a new job, awesome, and that job went away in 90 days, and so it's like, okay, seriously, you've worked for 20 some years, and now two jobs have gone away in 90 days. So so it was a very interesting time in the fact that you know what what I was showing up for and learning the lesson it just didn't seem quite right that a job, you know, the second job would go away quite so quickly. 
exactly. This is this is part of, to me part of the process. Like, aha, I'm all set. You know, it works. Now I have a job, and I'm going to be taking care of that thing that I've always trusted and believed in. That bigger part of me, you know, the uh, you know the higher self, whatever. Aha, now it's got me on the right track. And then it's like, oh no. And to me, it you know, I I, I laugh about it when it's happening because it's like that big test. It's, it's like, how much do you really believe in, you know, the higher self or your source or God? And can you really trust? Uh, you know, I mean, you, you got lucky and you got a job, but uh-huh, that one's going to go. Now Now, what do you do? You really got this stuff down? That's how I kind of look at it. How do you see it? Well, and, and what was quite interesting going into, you know, the second job was um, the fact that my husband was going to have hip replacement surgery, you know, that December. So he was going to be not working also. So I had spent a lot of cycles earlier that year really thinking about, okay, how are we going to make this work with him not working? And then when, you know, the second job goes away, and now I realize that neither of us are going to be working, um, it was like, okay. But that day I was I was actually on Facebook, I'm a huge uh, Facebook fan, and a friend of mine said, hey, you know, I'm going uh, to take a group to India for my birthday, and I want you to go. And what came up was, you know, what can I say yes to? And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, house payments, track to India, house payments, track to India. And, <laughs> you know, I came to the conclusion is I would always have house payments, but I wouldn't yes. always have this opportunity to yes. go check in, in India, right? And so this was a, a case of an invitation um, to get outside of my comfort zone. So one of the reasons that I do these trips is to leave the day-to-day behind and, you know, take an adventure somewhere in the world that allows me to show up, allows me to learn about a new culture, allows me to remember what, you know, feeling, you know, being present is all about. And so I knew, you know, this this idea of going to India uh, it was the craziest thing. I mean, I never had, you know, camped in my life. So my first night in the Himalayas was my first night camping in a tent, and I'd never hiked before. And so now, you know, we're at 13,000 feet, and I live in Omaha, you know, at like 300 above sea level. So the idea of, of doing this trek was like way outside my comfort zone, but the idea of learning and being in that space of trusting, you know, so to, as Tom mentioned, you know, the fear – you know, or love, and in my mind, you know, there's a trust element that you really either you trust that you're going to be taken care of or you're afraid, and it's a mutually exclusive transaction. And so to make the adventure um, in India, you know, that was fully a, in order to survive, I mean, I'm going to trust this. <laughs> you get, actually, you're giving me the chills by the the flow of your words right now. And it's just a beautiful thing because, I mean, how many, kudos to you, Linda King, because how many people are taken to the doorstep, you know, and being taught the principles? And then, <laughs> I don't know, outside of my little circle of friends, and I don't know many other people who could even begin to entertain the idea that now you have two people are out of work and you're going to go take a trip. <laughs> Exactly, and, and what what became even more interesting of the year, because I was off, um, I talked about the fact of, you know, 42 out of 52 weeks that year I was off work, which, again, never in my wildest dreams would I think that I would survive that. 
And, you know, what came up next um, was the fact that my little sister was diagnosed with cancer. And so, you know, now I'm not working, you know, which was, I was kind of getting used to that, but another much more important invitation came. And the invitation was to be able to show up and be with her and go to appointments, you know, go to, you know, the surgeries and, and be there through, you know, really difficult time with her. Um, and, you know, I knew, you know, very clearly that that's why I wasn't working, you know, that that's why the jobs went away is that I had a much more important job uh, to do and, and be there with my sister. Absolutely. And to share that love and that connection and build that bond. I mean, I mean, again, jobs are jobs and, you know, we all need them and love them what, on whatever level. I mean, especially if they're our life's work, but you have to, you know, put put it all in balance as you were given this beautiful, you're not looking back on it. You can see it's like looking through the rearview mirror. You go, oh, wow, now I can see why all of this happened. Well, and it was, it was helpful, um, again, to have people around me that I could talk to about this because I was able to, I mean, another thing that happened while I was off is I attracted five free trips. Now, I didn't realize that you could actually attract free trips in my life. Um, and so this was another example of, you know, realizing that, I mean, we don't know 100% where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, but when the invitation comes, you know, again, we can say yes. And, again, realizing that, um, you know, people that were on the other end of those trips, I mean, there was a reason that I needed to go, you know, and be involved in, in those projects, you know, while I was off. So, you know, being very clear that, again, I was being provided by provided in the opportunities uh, and also realizing that my next adventure, you know, which I'd applied for a job, you know, in the January and February time frame, and I really thought it was going to be a great job and I was all excited about it, and it didn't come around and it didn't come around, well, it did finally come around, you know, in the August-September time frame. And it didn't happen the, on your time frame. Exactly. But what I had more important things to do while that job was coming along, and it was so interesting that literally the first day of that new job turned out to be the last radiation treatment, you know, that my little sister had. And so it's like, okay, really? I mean, to the exact day that says, okay, this project with your little sister is done, and now you're rested and you're ready to jump back, you know, into the working world. You know, I have to say that, you know, obviously I've, I've, I've had the experiences myself that were totally inexplicable and, I think I was telling you at the time, hey, Linda, I can't tell you how this is going to turn out, but I can only share my experiences that without work, without something, that somehow the money comes along. You know, somehow it all works out. And I, I I don't understand it, but did you find that, I mean, obviously it worked for you. You still have a house? Yes, still have a house. Um, And what was really funny was, um, you know, as, you know, this year went along, so I'm, you know, sitting in the um, office with my sister as she's having her last chemo treatment, and she had decided it was time for her to go back to work. She was off her leave of absence, and so I got a call from a 
recruiter who had a position for me, and I'm like, you know, sounded interesting. It was a 90-day position and, you know, matched my skills. And I said, but, you know, I'm going to be gone for 17 days for my trek to India. You know, and a 90-day contract, for them to let me be gone for 17 days, you know, just didn't seem very realistic. But, of course, I was very committed to my trek to India. So I said, you know, this this is the – and they said, oh, you know, I think that will work out fine. And, again, in you know, how that happened, and my belief is, you know, the universe said, okay, there's going to be a financial dilemma that's going to happen while you're on your trek to India, so we need to get some revenue flowing, you know, into this family now. And so here's this opportunity. And, again – there was no work on my part for that job to appear, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I used to, and when when you were telling me, you were giving me, a, you know, every couple of weeks uh, a rundown of of the progress of this, you know, kind of you're listening to my spiel about, you know, how you might want to deal with this and let go, and then you'd call me up and go, wow. <laughs> happening and this is happening and it is without that that struggle that you know that uh, angst that panic that you know running around trying to to take the the issue in your own hands and you know I just love it that's why I am I'm so I think blessed that I'm able to do these uh, shows and these radios shows that I can you know say folks this is you know this is not just trumped up theory this stuff works, right? Right. <laughs> and it is it is totally jumping into the void, isn't it? It is. It is. And and what I find is, um, especially when I'm kind of way, you know, kind of outside my comfort zone and and when things happen. So just another example of, you know, where it doesn't have to be work. And, you know, I was traveling um, actually in France, as I mentioned, and – I had lost my BlackBerry, and there's a big, long story about it. Um, and But I decided not to make big drama about the fact that I lost my BlackBerry uh, because I was, I mean, this is our last night, and so I didn't need to stress over it. And so we just let it go, and we're walking down, um, and the person I was with got a phone call, um, and it was area code 402, and, and she said, I think this is for you, and I answered it. It was my daughter. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. You know, I'm in France and it's my daughter. And how does, why is she calling? And I thought it must be a family emergency. And I said, well, you know, I lost my BlackBerry. She said, I know. And I'm like, what do you mean you know? She said, well, the person who found it called me. And I'm like, okay, excuse me now. I'm totally, how is this happening? Well, what what happened was is the person who found it, you know, somehow, you know, called her and she said, all you have to do is call your BlackBerry, and they'll deliver it back to you. So it was an example where, you know, I didn't have to do anything. I mean, literally, I didn't have to do anything except let it go and trust. And within, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, you know, this BlackBerry is back in my pocket. And it took, you know, it was a 10- or 11-year-old girl who actually found my BlackBerry, who gave it to her parents, and her parents you know, thought to call it, but the idea of, you know, that little girl didn't know that she signed up to be an angel for me that day, nor did her parents, and the fact that, you know, my daughter in Omaha, Nebraska was also involved, it was like, okay, seriously, how many touch points did it take to make that happen, and to make it 
happened with ease. I mean, there wasn't a struggle. It wasn't like, you know, we had to race all over town to find this. It just jumped back in my pocket. So another example um, of, you know, when you're present, you know, when you're trusting that, you know, you can attract. In, in my mind, these are all miracles. And so I, you know, that was another one of my miracles is the fact that that BlackBerry, you know, just jumped right back in my pocket. Exactly, and you know, and again, it's what do you do at that point? You know, you do you, you have a choice. There's only two choices: love or fear. And and you start you started choosing love. You didn't panic. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh, da, 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 da. You let go. Bingo. You're, you're staying connected. And every one of those appears that by staying in 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 a place of love, you are connected. You know, you're mm-hmm. just trusting that the source will will take care of it for you. Exactly. And then, so I was getting all of these reports, and I'm just loving it, you know, like, you know, because, you know, it's a st- I've stopped trying to tell the, the skeptics anymore. I just, you know, I can't be bothered, but I'm hoping by virtue of this show that people, you know, word will spread here and there, and what they'll hear is not theory. You know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, the, the theory of how this stuff all works, but we're going to just talk about people who've decided to do it, and bingo, that you're on the path. Let me ask you a question. Is your life richer because of this experience of losing your job? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and most people at that point, I mean, and, and, and let's face it, we live in a society that's very um, security, you know, we're, we're you know, is, is even though we're an extremely affluent society, there's so much fear prevalent, and especially about finances. It's like, oh, am I going to survive? How am I going to live? How am I going to eat? How am I going to have a place to live? And yet, it all took care of itself. And and even better. I mean, that's the part that is so interesting is the fact that you know I was able to attract you know a new job, um, even a better fit uh, for who I am. You know, even a better culture. Um, and being able to provide for me not only, you know, the financial adventure, but, you know, feeds me, fuels me, um, supports me in a way that that the former company, you know, just wasn't able to do. You know, and this is an excellent juncture because this is what I found out in my life and is part of the toughest part. Well, first of all, you're, you're so impassioned. Whenever I talk to you now, you you are way more impassioned about your new position as opposed to the past. Mm-hmm. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's life, there's energy, there's flow in you now. And in the, in the past, you know, I remember you'd be like, ah, oh, well, you know, i got to do this. and this. But there wasn't the light and the, and the fire that you, you possess now. Yes? Yeah, it, and I think part of it is going through that struggle. Um, and when you can let go of the fear and let go of the control and the illusion of control. I mean, that does change the whole perspective in that you're worried more about showing up for today and, you know, being grateful for today. So I think that's the other piece that, you know, it is a fantastic company. I do love my job. I am, you know, totally connected. And one of the things that I wanted to do was attract a company that was not only, going to be successful but also was interested in 
you know, giving back to the community. And so the fact that there, you know, are companies around that are investing back into the community. So the fact that they give me time off to go do the things that I'm passionate about. And, again, that just supports me in in the fact that I don't have to be just heads down, you know, doing my day job. The things that I'm passionate about, you know, I'm allowed to go do those things and supported, you know, by my job to do those things. So, you know, when you look back now on your life that, you know, you uh, did what so many people do, you know, you stay loyal to the company, you you put your time in, you take your, what, what two weeks off? Is that probably what you got with the company previous? Well, and, and even though they gave me time, but I was too busy to even take the time, right? I mean, you just, you're just, right? You're just too busy, right? <laughs> and here you are, trekking around the world, living life and loving it, and it all came from losing. And that's the thing, you know, we only have a couple of minutes left here. This is, this is, this conversation is flying. I love it. And um, you're just great to listen to. You're, you're perfect on radio here. Um, one of the things that I had trouble dealing with is because everything, you know, I had experienced loss. I mean, I experienced loss as a kid when I lost my leg, and, you know, we all experienced loss in relationships, money, whatever. But my, to me, it was, you know, I was the guy driving the bus. I was the guy reading all the books about manifestation and achievement and, the, you know, the whole go, go, and uh, work, 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 plan, plan, plan. They visualize, create, blah, blah, blah. And I really, man, I thought I had it down. And I did. I, If you, you know, you talked to me 10 years ago, I was a master. I, do, I could tell you that I could just think something and it would manifest. And that's the way it all appeared. And it was like, it was like I was being given those experiences to really set me up. <laughs> but that's a side, when things didn't work out, the way I planned, I started to notice something as miraculous as as the as the gaining, because I was gaining, 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 gaining. I'd have setbacks, but those setbacks to me were just like, oh, so I got knocked down. And Linda and I are both big hockey fans, so you know I got taken down on the ice, but I'm going to get up and score a goal, and I would. And then all of a sudden, when everything started to go away, I said. This is as magical as the appearance, as the manifestations, that these things are going away as effortlessly as they came. And you start to realize that those doors have to close in order for the new ones to open up. And that's like like the biggest, is to see the loss and understand the loss, not as being a loss, but as... It is a loss, but it's it's a loss for a reason. There's a big there's a bigger plan. There's a there's a there's a divine plan here that can only happen by losing the old, right? Right, right. And you know, as you're looking at those doors and, and understanding when the three doors are in front of you, and stressing over, am I going to pick the right door? Right. I mean, a lot of times you're just thinking like, again, you'll know, and you have to know, and you have to pick the right door. And now I've come to the the realization that. It doesn't matter which door you pick that the lesson is beyond you know is behind each one of those doors right so so again, it isn't as critical to quote pick the right path or know the right answer or quote do the right thing you know that that's right it doesn't lie within our puny little intellects to know the ramifications of that choice 
you know, you, you, you do the all, I tell the people, look, all you can do is the best you can. And the rest will take care of itself, right? Right, right. And and part of that, just asking the question and just being able to say, did I do my best? Did I show up? I mean, yep. really, that's that's all you need to do is show up and listen. I mean, one of the things I, that, I, I think every yeah. program now that that keeps re- re- reoccurring, and I always love the quote Woody Allen: ninety percent of life is showing up, and <laughs> and it is. <laughs> Linda, I'm so mad. It's it's. We, I, I know they're only going to give me one more minute. I, I tested the limit the other day. And they only give me 45 minutes here. Uh, they give me a 30-minute warning, but we're coming up this. So before they cut us off, can we do this again? Absolutely. I would love to um, talk a little more about uh, some of the adventures in Peru. Oh, absolutely. That's why I'm, uh, we we had to cover the basis, basics first before we got into the really juicy stuff about the trips. But, yeah, let's do this again soon. We can share the Peru and India experiences and all of the other fun. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, Linda. It was a blast. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, yes, you will. All right, bye-bye. Okay, see ya. So long. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then the boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.